Let's get ready to grumble. But today we're going to talk about something I feel is vitally important. Okay. So it's hard sometimes to see the way things are now is not necessarily even within the framework of what we have now. It doesn't have to be the way it is using the framework that is now. Okay. And then there's this like weird, what do we think we want it to be later? Right. We have this thing today. We have this thing we'd like tomorrow. How do we get there? The gap in between. It's like that whole, you know, the as is the to be and the gap analysis between the two. Well, this has become, you just think after 10 years of doing this over and over that you would be at a different point. You'd be at a point where you could kind of start talking about new things, add things, change things, build upon. But alas, we got to keep coming back to some of the more basic things. Because even the people that know this or have been around it for a long time, fundamentally hear too many different ways of saying it haven't processed everything properly are incapable of leading new people to this deeper level of knowledge and unfortunately the area of economics lends itself to this pathetic credentialism lends itself to a lot of appeals to authority you know economics has failed us the discipline of economics has failed us for our entire lives the actual proper proper economics has failed us because it's like mysticism it's it's like a bunch of witches brew stirring in a bunch of essential oils and all kinds of other crazy nonsense that doesn't match to anything and voila we've got this potion called mainstream economics and we're supposed to apply it liberally to the spot to the wound to bleed the patient all that good stuff it's failed us. So people have a naturally skeptical eye of economics in general. But I want you to understand, I say this frequently, that a hammer in the hands of a carpenter can build a beautiful home, build a beautiful piece of furniture, build whatever. And a hammer in the hands of a sociopath, it can be used as a lethal weapon, right? It's still the same hammer. Nothing has changed about it. It's 100% the same hammer. But wielded by someone with bad intent, with someone with have a different ideological framework for what the value of that hammer is, what the use of that hammer is, that hammer becomes something entirely different. Okay? So when we talk to people about modern monetary theory, People immediately assume because they see bad people, they see Jeffrey Dahmer's and they see uh, Ted Bundy's with the hammer. They immediately assume that MMT must be something we've got to implement because they only see bad guys holding the hammer today. They don't know what it looks like when the good guys hold the hammer. And so all of a sudden you see a lot of crazy crankery out there, these cuckoo ideas about how it could be fixed and what they need to do. And and it's all based on things that they don't really fully understand. Okay. So you try and explain to them 
how we can do a Green New Deal or how we can do, you know, make production in the United States belong to the people and show them how we can fund every bit of it or how we can fund new uh, smokestacks across all the industries and retrofit them for green energy or whatever. You must understand that even if it's a bastardized use of our economic system, MMT describes the bastardized use of the system that is in place today. MMT also explains all the myths and legends that they have supplemented to keep us from understanding how it really works. MMT demystifies those things, which again, for those people who buy into the myths and legends who have been led around for years through this dirty mindset of economics, this, this, this thing that nobody wants to learn. They don't choose to learn in school because it's a pain in the ass. They don't want to learn it anywhere because it's a pain in the ass. So naturally it's not a popular subject. It doesn't get the likes and clicks. It doesn't get all the support that you'd like it to because it's boring and they didn't want to know it to begin with. But yet every single one of the problems they want to point to every single one of the problems they want to talk about can be described through the lens of economics. MMT is a lens that describes what you're seeing at any given time. It describes employment. It describes public spending. It describes recessions. It describes how money it gets into the system. It describes how money leaves the system. It describes the proper role and use of taxes. So we've got it down that MMT is a lens that describes. It doesn't implement. You don't implement MMT. You never implement MMT. Folks, did I say you never implement MMT? Let me say it again for the people in the back. We never implement MMT. MMT is. It just is. It's like a lens. A lens to view economics. A way of understanding the way things work. It will describe whatever the currency is. It will describe the way the system flows. It will describe that. And that takes into account not just the way fiat systems work, but all the man-made rules that we put in place to try to curb certain behaviors or to enhance certain behaviors. Those are not economics. Those are political constraints that are put in. They're variables in an equation, if you will, okay? Debt ceiling, that's not a real thing. There is no such thing as a debt ceiling in the world. But in the United States, there's a debt ceiling. Why is that? It's a man-made rule, okay? The national debt, it's not a real thing. In the United States, we've made it a thing, okay? And each of these things, these are rules. They're not real. I mean, they're real, they're real constraints, but they're not real in terms of they have any meaningful value. They're just there based on somebody's idea that, hey, wouldn't it be a good idea if we had a debt limit? Or, hey, wouldn't it be a good idea if whatever? Now, there's more nuance to that on each of these rules. There's reasons for X and there's reasons for Y. You can look back and you can understand that when we had a gold standard, there was a different accounting method and MMT describes the gold standard as well. MMT defines though, the highest order, the highest order of moneyness, if you will, is a sovereign, non-pegged, non-convertible, free-floating fiat currency. So I tell you this because I am so sick to death of hearing people say, it's the end of the dollar. The end of the dollar, man. 
right? Cluttered. <laughs> it, it's it's the kind of stuff that spreads like wildfire. Somebody puts a tweet out there, the end of the U.S. dollar. And every person that ever didn't understand economics proves they don't understand economics and runs out there and retweets it. So, you know, I, I was watching today on the Hill and rising as Bree Joy uh, Gray took on the national debt and the debt limit and stuff like that. And I'm not going to play the clips because, you know, everybody doesn't know this stuff. But Bree has a huge audience. And I'm available at any given time to have talked to her, to shed light on the subject, to to be a guest, to do whatever. Um, talk offline, privately, doesn't matter. Um, but on Rising, she talked about how the national debt was unsustainable. And she talked about how, um, you know, it was concerned about who we owe, and uh, just it, it was just wild to see somebody who has been around some MMT folks but still believes the national debt is a thing. But she's not unusual. She's average. She's rank and file with the rest of the pundits out there, be it alternative media or regular mainstream media, that get the debt ceiling incorrect, that get the concept of the national debt incorrect. This is a universal problem. The ego doesn't allow people to say, I don't understand. I don't know about this. It doesn't make sense to me. I'm not sure I'm right. Can you fact check me? Instead, they just go out there and say things. Suddenly, Richard Wolf is telling people that the United States government borrows from corporations. You, you can't make this up. Literally, he went out there in front of his huge audience telling people that the United States federal government borrows from corporations. There are several ways we can get money into the system. And when you drill down deeper and you look at federal spending, the treasury can create greenbacks, the mint can create coins, and the bank, the central bank, the United States Federal Reserve, can create federal reserve notes okay those federal reserve notes have interest on the reserves that they create the united states government pays interest on reserves there is a limit to how many greenbacks can be spent into the economy a year if they want to I think it's something like 300 million which isn't enough to make a dent in society because the law that governed greenbacks was written back during the time of lincoln okay but when you look at what the national debt is, the dollar is a unit of account and it equals debt. So when the fucking government spends money into the economy through the central bank, it creates a dollar reserve, an interest-bearing dollar reserve. That right there creates the debt. The national debt is the sum total of every unspent do uh, untaxed dollar in the economy. And so what the government does is by law, it sells bonds when it spends new money. It doesn't need to. This is an anachronism. An anachronism is when they say <coughs> something that's no longer relevant, something that maybe was something back before Methuselah, okay? 
something that's irrelevant today. Well, selling bonds is not required. It's required by law, but it doesn't serve an actual purpose in terms of financial. What they do with selling bonds is create a safe asset for people to save in. Okay, that's it. That's it. And so I've said this countless times, but for those big platforms that want to talk about the national debt incorrectly, by the way, and spew it to huge audiences and mislead millions of Americans, mislead them all over the place, chasing their tail about a fake fraudulent national debt. Well, shame on you. The answers are there. You just have to check your ego at the door. And every dollar of interest paid is not paid for by taxpayers. They're already pre-funded. They already know if this is a three-month treasury note, we're going to go ahead and budget the money aside for the additional three months of interest at the agreed-upon rate. That is not passing on debt to our grandchildren. And yet, that's the narrative. The narrative is, hey, they're going to go ahead and sell our country out to China, to Russia, to Iran, to some other place. And they play on those right-wing fears. And all of a sudden, people are like, oh, my God, the debt is unsustainable. We've got to reduce the deficit. we got to cut spending. we got to do whatever. Folks, national debt. When the government spends money and creates deposits through the Federal Reserve, when it writes a bill, once it says, yes, we're going to do this, every single time Congress spends, it is new money. It's never reused. It's new money. 64,000 views of Richard Wolf at Democracy Now! Fucking 64,000 views of an incorrect statement of U.S. government literally borrowing from corporations. I'm not joking. This moron, and you can love him, you can spoon him, you can fucking invite him over for Christmas dinner or Hanukkah, whatever. He might even be a fucking killer bowler. Dude might be able to play mean jarts or lawn darts or whatever but he is a terrible macroeconomist and yet every one of these lefties bring richard wolf out there trot him out like a trophy and say talk to us richard tell us all about mmt but richard wolf doesn't understand mmt at all at all which is what made me so sad when i heard brie joy doing it on the hill today it devastated me because i'm here I'm on status quo. I've been on Jimmy Dore. We've got every one of the experts that run through real progressives. If you don't think that I can control myself on that show, then I can certainly talk offline behind the scenes. I don't have an ego. I don't care. But damn it, stop putting shit out there. Stop putting trash out there. And you know what the worst thing is? Well-meaning people, decent people that have developed some weird hero worship for Wolf and others like him. Rather than ask, oh my God, what is this thing that I'm getting wrong? What is he getting wrong? And then you explain it to him. They say, oh, wow, you're right. He is wrong. Rather than that, they just say, Richard Wolf was trained at Yale. Richard Wolf is an acclaimed economist. What if, show me your credentials. This is the kind of 
loser mindedness that masquerades as knowledge. And so they think that somehow or another going LOL with like the smiley face with the tears coming out of the eyes tilted, calling you a seriously unserious person or whatever else, right? Every time they do this shit, they think somehow or another they're close to the truth, that they got the truth because their hero worship of this person is greater than truth. And it's shameful, folks. If you're one of those people that does that, shame on you. Everybody wants to be the cool guy that complicates the simple shit. And so part of our problem here is these are good people. Oh, what Richard Wolf's probably a great guy. Seriously, he's probably a hell of a granddad. He probably loves his, you know, children, loves his mom. I don't know. Everybody, all these people are probably great people, but they're misleading people. They're misleading people. And so with that, I just want to state for the record, I won't be supporting Marianne Williamson. I won't be supporting Joe Biden. I'm going to use this time as they go through this as an opportunity to teach people the way the system works. I'm not going to get amped up. I'm not going to get emotional. I'm just going to simply focus on the myths and legends that are being presented to us each and every day. Because we need a vanguard. It doesn't need to be a third party that joins in the electoralism. We need a vanguard. We need a vanguard that will help bring about the change we need in this country. A workers' revolution with a modern flair. The days of Eugene V. Debs are over. We have a different society. Everything's different. The material conditions are different. Everything about today is different than yesterday. But I hope that you all will stop listening for infotainment purposes and think with me, talk with me. Let's work together to find a way to get some strong people, some people that believe in building parallel institutions. And let's start working together, please. People that are willing to do things, not people that are willing to type and shit. I need people that are willing to show up and do things. We need that committed nucleus to make it happen. Otherwise, it's just pissing in the wind and wasting time. And still.